What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. What's up, good people? I want to welcome everyone back to the M-W Tactical Podcast, and thank you for taking some time and spending it with me and hearing my insights on my journey within the shooting world. This week, I don't have the mad scientist with me since he is taking some time to play catch up on some duties, and Tank Washington is out doing more video recording, so we couldn't get him either. So it's just me in the studio by myself. I'm cool with it, but we're going to push on and talk some guns and shooting. I want to have a discussion with the match director for the 2020 South Carolina State Championship that is taking place April 23rd through 25th in Tabor City, North Carolina. The match director's name is Mike Fritz, and for those of you who actually listened to the first season of the M-W Tactical Podcast, He was on there talking about Battle of the Beach from last year. So we decided to bring him back again this year to talk about Battle at the Beach and the improvements and the other things that they're going to be doing differently with the stages this year. Sound like it's going to be a great match, but stay tuned for that interview with Mike Fritz. Also in the show, I want to talk about how important is mindset to you and What do you actually do within the mindset for us who do competition shooting? And I want to do a recap on my weekend shooting at Low Country USPSA. So that's where I'm going to start at. This past weekend, I went to Low Country USPSA and we did seven stages. Out of those seven stages, one was a classifier stage. This is how the classifier played out for me. The classifier was 1307. I did the classifier in 5.8 seconds, but I hit a no shoot. I got a 49.39%. If I wouldn't have hit that no shoot, it would have been 66.42%, which is a B rating on that classifier. So the 49.39% gave me a C rating. So it goes to show you the scoring Um, variables when it comes to grading within USPSA when you hit a no shoot on a classifier such as this. The one thing I can honestly say about hitting that no shoot, my first shot, I did not have the sights lined up. I just literally pointed the gun and then I picked up the sights after I pulled the first round, which is a no-no, but that's a bad habit that I have that I'm trying to overcome. A lot of times when I'm drawing from the firearm on a barrel on a table or an unloaded start, that's a bad habit I have, whereas I just point the gun and pull it, and then I pick up the sights. I'm trying to overcome that right now. (laughs) So it showed with the classifier. So hitting the no-shoot put me down at 49.39%. For the match overall, I came in 12th out of 44 And in the limited division, I came in fourth out of 15. For the whole match altogether, 
I shot 100 alphas, 54 charlies, 8 deltas, had 3 misses for the whole day, and then of course, I hit that one no-shoot. Another thing about this classifier, I did ask to do a reshoot on it to see if I could do it better, because I felt I could do it better. So the second go-round, I did it a whole lot better for a scoring, but my time got worse. Give and take when you got to do a reshoot or when you want to do something like reshoot a classifier. The second time I did it, my time was something like 7.62 seconds. And the reason that took place was when I went to go grab the gun, I didn't have a good grip. So I was playing around with trying to get the good grip before I started pulling the trigger. So for those of you who know, I did put a metal grip on the gun that I have now. And I'm still trying to get used to it. So right there, I feel very comfortable with the gun now after shooting it for about three weeks since I had the grip. And everything is starting to come in place. But no excuses. It is what it is. I'm happy with the overall results. But that morning, it started off cold but warmed up around about the third stage. That Saturday, they were saying the high was supposed to be like 45 to 50 degrees but it ended up being like 65 degrees altogether so it was a great day it turned out to be very beautiful as far as shooting my thoughts were not to push myself since I'm still getting used to that grip as I stated I just want to relearn everything and I felt really good at this match and now I'm about to go back into pushing myself to get back to that quest of attaining that A by the end of the year. Stay tuned for that one and see how that one works out overall because we are going to be making a movie. We just got to upgrade some equipment and it's going to be it's going to be beautiful once we get around to it. All right. So now the other thing I want to ask everybody is how important is mindset to you? A lot of people just go out and shoot for fun, you know, the recreational side of things. A lot of us actually contribute how can I get better? What can I do to shave time? You know, everything like that. So it all comes back down to mindset. How you visualize yourself and just your thinking process all together. For me, mindset comes around to be I visualize a lot. When I'm thinking of shooting or if I want to do something in regards to shooting, I think about what that final outcome is going to be. I'm moving slowly. There's no hiccups. Everything is working well for me. Now, it can't be a false visualization. How you move and, you know, like, so when I visualize, when I'm moving, there's no hiccups. There's no mistakes. The gun is running smoothly. I'm not tripping over anything. My steps are perfect. Trigger pull is perfect. Everything is lined up. So that's what I do when I visualize, especially like when I do stage planning. On top of that, I do a lot of dry fire. The dry fire that I do minimizes mistakes that can possibly take place if I don't dry fire. So everything will run smooth, you know? So it's like you dry fire all week, Saturday you go to the match, that's the test. If you dry fire as much as I do each week, you should be getting a little bit better, a little bit better, you know, especially if you're focusing on one area that you want to get better in altogether. The bottom line is I do trust in my abilities to perform 
And stage planning is something that is very new to me because in the military, you do stage plan when you're practicing entering clearing a room or preparing for you know a mission of some such. The planning is a whole lot different because targets don't shoot back, they don't move, and you know where they are because in USPSA, you get five minutes to walk through a stage. The planning process is a little bit difficult for me on certain stages. But once I get a solid stage plan and I feel like I can flow with it, I run with it and everything works out and I have fun. That's the bottom line is just having fun. I do trust in my abilities when it comes to shooting. Now, every week there is an improvement because if I feel like I got this, now I move on to the next thing that's probably giving me problems, you know, moving or footwork, you know, something along that line. For everybody who criticizes Everybody who does competition shooting and they do carry concealed, there are benefits to competition shooting that people do overlook. And some of those benefits are when you do competition shooting, you handle stress better than somebody who is just a concealed carry and they don't practice as much. You handle in that stress because, for one, you're under the clock and the competition of you're trying to hurry up and get it over with not in a sense of just rushing but you know everything is concentrated shots foot placement that stress it will make you better prepared in a real life you know concealed weapons situation encounter another benefit that you have is problem solving problem solving when it comes to shooting is you know one of the things where do you go for cover how are you going to pull the trigger how you're going to move, if you're going to move, when you're going to pull, you know. But in competition shooting, all that is half solved for you. So it's mainly like you're just practicing for the what-if scenario. Problem solving overall is something that can benefit a concealed weapon holder when it comes to competition shooting. And the last thing is, as we already talked about earlier, is planning. By being a concealed weapons holder and comp- and doing competition shooting, it will make you better in planning, problem solving, and handling stress overall. Um, If you have something different or you want to have some more insight about it, please email me at info at m-wtactical.com and give me your insights on what we talked about as far as mindset. This is a topic I do want to carry over a little bit more because I'm curious to hear what other people think and how they actually look at mindset when it comes to shooting. If you don't want to email me, you can send me a text at 803-250-1256. Or if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, just send me a a message on Facebook. Just look up M-W Tactical and on Instagram at Munitions Weapons Tactical. The last topic I want to talk about is the GoFundMe campaign. The GoFundMe campaign, we're going to go ahead and end it on 1 March. The goal was $4,000. Right now, we're about halfway. So we're asking everyone to go ahead and contribute what they can give to help us reach that goal. If we don't reach the $4,000 goal, the money that we already raised up, we already got a partnership with the gym, and we already have a plan in place what we're going to do with that money as far as bringing in the officers. But right now, we do want to reach that $4,000 goal, and we're asking everybody to please share the word and Help us get to that goal. 
please visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and contribute what you can give. Everybody who donates will get recognized on social media. And we really do appreciate everybody who have already contributed. So once again, please visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. Now, here are some words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com hello everyone this is michael woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the black man with the gun podcast we are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. The goal is to raise $4,000. Again, we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute $50 to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year. This act will be presented in the name of the 2A community. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of word on the 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 We encourage everyone to go out and do some training with your firearm just to get familiar with and what you feel you need to work on to get better with it. For those of us who are in the competition, please share the information of your club or the shooting event in your area so we can share the message. There are a number of level two matches for those serious enthusiasts in competition shooting in USPSA. There are too many to name, but if you head on over to USPSA.org and click on the matches tab and you will see the many level two 
and level 3 matches that are being hosted around the nation. Another great resource is going to matchsignup.org and click on major matches and you will see the various matches that are being offered there as well. Sign up for a higher rank match and let's keep the momentum going for the sport. This Saturday, if you are in the South Carolina area, registration is open for those who are interested in doing some USPSA action in Belton, South Carolina. Head on over to Practice Score and look up Belton Gun Club, then sign up and have some fun doing some shooting USPSA style. If you would like for me and the crew to come out and shoot a USPSA match with you, email us at info at m-wtactical.com and let's plan it out. Battle at the Beach is taking place 23 through 25 April. There are a few slots left, and if you contact the match director, Mike Fritz, at www.lowcountryuspsa.com, he will point you in the right direction to getting you to shooting Battle at the Beach. As of right now, the following current sponsors for Battle at the Beach are Red Hill Tactical, Red Stitch Targets, The Blue Bullets, Akai Custom Firearms, Hunter HD Gold, Outdoor Dynamics, Lucky Shot Firearms, Dunham Smithing, Law Offices of McLeod Ruffner, Premier Hearing Protection, Shooter's Connection, Lead Star Arms, Safari Land, Springfield Armory, Competition Electronics, Hornady, Mad Marlin Guns, Lock Grips, Techware, Steel Target Paint, Mark Prickett Target Stands, Midway USA, with more to be added. Visit www.lowcountryuspsa.com for more information. We are at the halfway mark for meeting the goal of putting some law enforcement officers into jiu-jitsu training. The goal is $4,000. We are asking everyone in earshot to help us meet this goal by 1 March. Visit gofundme.com forward slash LEO training and when you donate, there will be an acknowledgement on social media thanking you for your contribution. Please, Share the campaign on your social media outlets to help us meet this goal. Again, visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training to help us get to the $4,000 goal. But understand, we are halfway there now. Visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. Kevin Dixie is hosting his second annual Teach and Learn event. It's a three-day event taking place on Memorial Day weekend, 22 through 24 May, in Lettington, Missouri, for those who are looking to become more involved in the shooting industry in some way. For those interested, you can sign up by going to eventbrite.com and searching NOC Second Annual Train and Learn Event. For those of you who are familiar with Tim Heron, he will be giving a two-day class at the Pine Tucky Gun Club in Augusta, Georgia on 7 through 8 March. All classes and levels of shooters are welcome. At a minimum, shooters must be competent at gun handling and manipulation, able to clear their own malfunctions, and able to follow range safety rules. This is a fast-paced, intensive two-day class. Tim will watch you run a stage and give you personalized feedback and drills to work on, and by the end of day two, your hit factor will increase by a significant amount. He is all about efficiency, cutting time, and choosing stage strategies that are faster and more efficient. He also follows up after the class with each individual to offer suggestions for their continued training. 
For those interested in signing up for this class, contact Nancy Grunit by phone at 803-206-1708. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. This week, we're going to have a discussion with Mike Fritz, the match director for the upcoming 2020 South Carolina State Championship, also known as Battle at the Beach. From this conversation, you can hear the dedication of making this a premier match for all that attend, but also a match that will have you thinking and probably questioning yourself. Check out this conversation with Mike Fritz. All right, good people. We are back with the M-W Tactical Podcast. And today, I have another match director. But this time, this is round two for him because last year, he was on the M-W Tactical Podcast and we was talking Battle at the Beach. So this year, we're going to talk Battle at the Beach again. So I want to welcome Mike Fritz to the M-W Tactical Podcast for round two. How's it going for you, Mike? Outstanding, Michael. Thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, hey, you know? no problem. I love I love talking shooting. So uh, you know, anytime I can talk to you about it, I'm good. Hey, that's it right there. <laughs> like I said, it's always good conversations and always great times. Yeah. But first and foremost, I do want to say thank you for putting on a great match this past weekend. The stages were actually fun, and on my drive home, I was constantly thinking about what I could have done better at certain stages. Not to say I don't do that all the time, but I'll put more thought into it this time around. Yeah. Well, I tell you, this this past weekend actually wasn't my handiwork. That was Dan Knock running this this past one. I I was actually just there as a shooter this weekend, which is a rare thing for me. Oh wow. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, most of the most of the credit for this stuff goes to well, this this past match was actually a blend. There were like three different people uh designed stages for it. 
usually Nero Pereno is doing most of our stage design, but uh, this past one had one from Dan Knock in it, one from Tim Regrut, and uh, the rest were Nero's handiwork. So, uh, you know, it's all about stage design. You can, uh, you can be the best match director on the planet. If you don't have good stage designs, you're dead in the water. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's very true. Now, I can actually say, normally when I leave, um, with the group of people that I always come with, the taco mm -hmm. spot. Yep. I always state what is my favorite stage for that day mm -hmm. before I leave the range. And I couldn't pick one <laughs> yesterday to be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, well, all of them were that good. All of them yeah. were that good. And, and I want to say it was somebody who I hang out with that said if we went down to low country – they have the stages that they're going to use for battle at the beach. And I was like, I don't think that's going to be exactly like that. Cause yeah, not exactly what we, what we've been doing really the last two or three months is we've been testing elements of some of what you'll see for battle at the beach. Right. Um, we've been, you know, testing props. We've been making sure that drop turners work and that clamshells work and that, uh, uh, you know, swingers swing the way they're supposed to. And uh, for this match, I don't know if you noticed, we had a brand new door prop out there that we built specifically for Battle at the Beach. And, you know, it's our chance to debug all those little elements of it. The stages for Battle at the Beach will be new, different, unique. Um, I can tell you that almost all of them, well, with the exception of the 10 stages, I think seven of them have some element moving in them either right. a swinger moving, a drop turner, uh, a flipper, uh, you know, uh, something moving in them. Plate, the plate swinger will be back. Everybody's favorite from last year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people like throwing magazines at that thing. They were so angry. <laughs> well, actually that swinger, that plate swinger, that was pretty awesome. And I was like, wow, it was fun to watch it. But then you know, actually working the match last year and watching people do it and seeing them get frustrated because they couldn't get it. Nobody really knew what to expect. That made it fun to watch overall. Yeah. That one now, stage. As a match director, I, I consider it, you know, a, a little bit of a, when really good shoot, well, yeah, when, we'll say when really good shooters come up to you after the match and are like, dude, that was hard. That was mm -hmm. work. I had to think about that that's what makes it rewarding because you know we never want to make it so hard that the beginning shooter can't succeed but at the end of the day it really is the the you know b class and better shooters they're the ones that are with you every month they're the ones that are back every match and those are the ones you want to really keep happy so i look for stuff to challenge those shooters i never you know for guys like you i don't want somebody driving three hours to the match and go, ah, it was boring. Right. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to do that. You you wanna you wanna go and and feel like, okay, I I went to a match that was really interesting, really fun, and just dynamic that, that made me think a little bit. Um yeah. it was funny on one of those stages uh, yesterday, of of the well, you know, of the what eight, eight, ten of us on that squad, I think I saw six different stage plans executed. Right. And that that tells me that's a good stage when there's six different ways to shoot it. And yet, you know, each person came up with a different way that, that they thought would work best for them. You know, that means there's good options. There's good, 
um, good targets, good, you know, things to just make you make you think a little bit, because that's what it's really all about. I mean, you know, none of us, right. none of us got into this because we wanted to sit around and shoot at static targets, right? That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so that one stage with it was really muddy. And I want to say that was probably stage six. Yep, that was six. Yeah, the one that where I, I was asking you if I was to shoot from this corner would that break to one eighty? Mm-hmm. And I remember I did that one time before I, another match, and I want to say they kept saying that was borderline breaking the one eighty, and I was like, "How is that possible if the fault lines are in line?" Because that's what somebody mm-hmm. else told me: use the fault lines as your guide. So yeah. now, anytime I do something like that, I always ask like two or three people, so everybody is aware of what I'm going to be doing. Oh yeah, and I want and I don't want no questions asked. But that stage, like you said, it didn't make sense to me how everybody else was running it because I was like, why don't you just run it as a big L, mm-hmm. you know? And the extra movement, you know, I, I felt like it was just too much. But then, like you said there was six different stage um, plans pretty much on all the stages. Nobody ran the stage exactly the same. Yeah. You know, which made for a great match overall. Yeah. That's what I like about it. And, you know, honestly, again, it goes back to really solid stage designs. Uh, You know, really all of us, the design stages for low country come at it with a little bit different angle. And certainly Mm -hmm. when you look at the stuff Nero Perino designs, his are a whole new level. I mean, I've seen him design some stuff that gives me a headache before I even put it down on the ground. I just look at it on paper. <laughs> Man. <you know? laughs> well, like you said, that, that's what makes the matches awesome. But overall, more challenging for the shooters and will bring yeah. more people just to see if they can defeat it as well. So, oh, yeah. Well, and, and honestly, what I do is, you know, he designs stages all year. He sends me probably, you know, eight or ten a month to, that we work with. And I've got a whole book full of them that we, we pick and choose through. But I take the most interesting and, and and the hardest ones. Those are the ones I save for for you know Battle at the Beach because for that South Carolina section match, I want that to be something really challenging that that makes a lot of shooters go, "Whoa, okay, let me think about this." And it's not just you know, I mean, a good memory stage will do that, but it's not just about memory stages. Mm-hmm. You you've got to have just dynamic stages with a lot of options, you know. And you know how we roll at Low Country. We love stuff with hard leans. We we like making you, you know, put, putting you into some odd positions that you wouldn't normally get into, to to make it challenging. And then giving not giving you an easy target because a lot of times Nero will lay out all the where all the props go and where all the the uh, you know targets go. But then I'll come along and go, eh, you know, let's vary the target heights and let's. Uh, no, let's make that hard cover versus an open target and things like that to just make it a little bit more challenging because we want it to be, you know, we want every monthly match to be like a level two and we want our level two to be like a level three. So if, if people were to come to your match every month, being that your level one match is like a level two, that means that your performance value will shoot up faster than it would be just regularly shooting a level one match in theory. Oh yeah. Which sounds awesome to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of getting there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I find is I actually, I, I, well, two reasons I find when I go shoot other people's matches, I usually shoot them better. Correct. And it's, it's two reasons. One is 
often other people's matches are a little easier than ours. Just point blank. They, you know, they, they tend to have easier target arrays and things like that. Um, but also just from having spent a day and a half setting it up, I'm usually kind of exhausted. So yeah, I'm a little bit smoked, you know, by the time I get there to shoot it. But, uh, if I go shoot somebody else's match, usually I'm coming in fresh and can, you know, do it better. But I also probably do the thing I like about low countries are generally speaking, our squad sizes are smaller too. So it tends to move faster, you know, so it's give and take. Yeah, that's true. Too. So now speaking on battle at the beach. Yep. Outside of the sponsors you have, because mm -hmm. right now I hit you up every week and everybody yep. that listens to word on the streets, they hear all this every week when I be talking about it. Right now you have almost what, 30, 40 sponsors somewhere no, in that. We're not, we're not quite that high. I think we're at 23 right now. All in. Okay. Um, you've got here. Actually, let me, I can rip them off for you real fast here. Let me pull them up on my phone. Cause I, uh, I was reading them off at the match the other day for everybody. But um, so right now, oops, hang on. Let me find it. Uh, match note. There it is. So, yeah. All right. So the title sponsors right now, Red Hill Tactical and Red Stitch Targets. So, uh, you know, obviously Red Hill brings, I, I don't know how many matches those guys sponsor. They are just, you know, huge patrons of the game. And, uh, you know, I've already got a stack of, of, uh, comp and discount holster certificates from them. Red Stitch targets this year, again, bringing all the steel for us. So you're going to see, um, again, you'll see plate swingers. You'll see a, a bunch of poppers. Um, there will be some knockdown plates in this match. And there's going to be something brand new that nobody has really seen yet, to my knowledge, in a match. And those are called Crusader targets. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, double plate swinger. Um, there'll be a hex star in there. There'll be couple of really just interesting targets that you don't typically see a lot of their stuff is designed for three gun first and mm -hmm. foremost and then if it's legal or we can have it modified to to legal for uspsa we'll bring it into our match to make it dynamic um other the match level sponsors got the blue bullets um got akai custom firearms this year and lead star firearms so um you're gonna see those you know those teams there, you're going to see uh, a lot of their stuff on the prize table. Um, Leadstar is donating one of their, uh, I think it's a helium PCC rifle, but I'm not 100% sure of the model on that one. Uh, it was just something I was talking about, but it is going to be one of their PCCs. And they will likely have that on the side match as well for everybody to run. Um, other sponsors, we've got uh, Ben Steger Pro Shop and Practical Shooting Training Group. Um, ben is coming to shoot the match. He signed up, which is kind of cool to have a world champion shooting your match. Right. Um, got Hunter's Gold Eyewear, Premier Hearing Protection, Lucky Shot Firearms, Springfield Armory, uh, Glock, or I'm sorry, uh, Lock Grips, uh, G Tool, uh, Shooters Connection, uh, Competition Electronics, Hornady, uh, Outdoor Dynamics, uh, Dunham Smithing, um, McLeod Ruffner, Attorneys. We actually have an attorney sponsoring a, uh, a shooting match. Go figure. Hey, hey, now that right there could be a good thing because that means his business is about to start booming. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he does NFA uh, um, stuff as well. So you know, if you happen to be up in his area, check him out. Um, Safariland is there. Mad Marlin Guns, um, Steel Target Paint will once again be the official paint sponsor of the match. Um, Techwear is doing our shirts again. So uh, I had one of one of those get the match yesterday to show off. Um, Shooter, uh, Shooter's World Propellant, uh, 
has donated a thousand dollars worth of, of powder. Uh, NC Shooter Supply is going to be there with ammo. Uh, Midway USA, Hornady, and Mark Prickett is uh, throwing some target stands that he made onto the match for us. So um, that's just the the list as of now. I've still got room for about four or five more stage sponsors. So if we can you know, lock down a couple more, but uh, you know our goal is to have two stage sponsors per stage. So that every stage you walk up to, there's at least, you know, we're talking about two different sponsors there. So, um, but it's, you know, it's a pretty good list. And you can imagine it's going to be a pretty good prize table. Um, honestly, I was thinking last year, Match, there's no way the prize table is going to get top. But this year, it sounds a little bit remarkable i think yeah. you might, i'll do it every year now <laughs> yeah it, honestly chasing down sponsors is one of the the it's one of the most challenging things to put on a match because it just takes a lot of coordination and stuff but right. it's also the thing that you know there's a lot of debate back and forth well do prize tables matter you know to those of us that shoot nationals and shoot a lot of level twos you know, the prize table probably doesn't matter that much. You've already got the guns you want. You've already got the gear you want. You've already got the, the stuff that you need to do the sport. So winning something isn't that cool. But you know what? I also remember when I was a brand new shooter, and I can still tell you the, the very first thing I got off a prize table. What was it? And it was a set of Caldwell targets and an ammo can. It was off of an outlaw match outside of Atlanta. Uh, that was, you know, but I can remember that a decade later. So, you know, and I thought it was pretty cool back then. And, you know, granted, it was 12 bucks worth of stuff. But, it, you know, it got you interested in the sport and it kept you it kept you in the game. So um, yeah, I think there's I think there's some value in prize tables. It certainly helps the sponsors get their product out there and out in front of folks. Um, and that's one of the things we, you know, we look to do as well is make sure we're providing good value to them. I mean, you've. You've seen some of our online advertising for our sponsors. You know, we hit uh, Facebook and Instagram hard. Um, you know, we want to make sure the sponsors are getting value out of it because it is a two-way street. You got to you got to be providing something for them too. So that's true. Uh, that's you know. true. But uh, yeah, that is it's it is looking pretty good this year. I, I, like I say, we've had uh, almost all of our sponsors from last year are back. Plus, we've added a couple of new ones this year. So um, that's it's kind of fun for for me as well to just make make some new contacts in the industry and, you know, meet, meet a few new folks. Yeah. That's the awesome part about it. And like you, I do believe the prize table means something to some people, mm -hmm. but for me, if I was to win anything off the the prize table, that was big name. Now, if it was a firearm, by all means, I would keep that. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if it was something, a shirt, a hat, some a brush or a magwell you know something like that normally i turn around and i give it to you know somebody who follows me mm -hmm. so you just pay it for it that's how i look at things yeah absolutely you know if if it's something you don't personally need exactly go ahead and pay it for it in fact i picked up a uh, um interestingly i picked up a glock barrel off the prize table at nationals because I, I kind of jokingly say I was so far down the list that by the time I walked the prize table left, there wasn't much left but lint on the table. So, <laughs> but um, no, I, I managed to pick up a, a Glock barrel that uh, I can't remember who. I think it was a KKM Glock barrel. And you know what? I don't even own a Glock, but right. I was like, eh, it's something I can give to somebody else because somebody owns a Glock, 
right? right. You know, so I still haven't found anybody to give it to. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it on the prize table at this match, and hopefully, it'll uh, you know, it'll get it'll eventually land in the hands of somebody who's got a Glock that'll fit it. <laughs> so, hey, that's it right there. That's true. You know? True statement. True statement. So yeah. now let me ask you this one. Now coming from mm -hmm. a shooter and from your perspective, and I already know you said the matches are going to be dynamic. It's going to have um, a lot of steel, mm -hmm. various steel, complicated and new steel. Yeah. But what can the shooters from a mindset expect for this from this match? Uh. First and foremost, I would say you should expect matches or uh, stages with a lot of options, okay, and different ways to shoot them. I can tell you there is one memory stage in there, just one, that is, um, if, I will say that if it lays out on the ground the way I'm laying it, looking at it on paper, it will probably be the first or second hardest memory stage I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, we'll see. I haven't, I haven't actually put it in the dirt yet to, to tell, but, um, I'm going to put this one up near the top. I think, uh, as soon as Nero showed it to me, I was like, yeah, that's going in the state match pile. Um, you can expect, like I said, you already called a lot of steel when, when you've got a, a you know, red stitch targets as your title sponsor. Yeah. You're going to put some steel in the match. And, uh, <laughs> and I admit it, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a steel junkie. I love falling steel. Um, you know, in fact, that's one of the things Red Stitch is doing for us is uh, I've got them making us a whole new steel challenge sex. We're going to start steel challenge up at our club next. Mm, nice. Uh, nice. So that's coming. Um, you can expect there to be a lot of, um, of the 10 or 11 stages, you, you're going to have at least seven or eight that all have some level of moving target in them, either a drop turner, a flipper, a swinger, uh, you know, moving steel, plate swingers, um, something is going to be moving on almost every stage. So if I were practicing for this thing, I would definitely be looking to get some time on swingers and drop turners and things like that. Um, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just expect it to be uh, moving quickly is the other thing. Because for those who haven't shot this match before, and you shot it last year, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, with a staff of 70 ROs out there, resetting all the you know plates and steel and uh, pasting all the targets and stuff it moves very quickly for the shooters um, so you know we run a, a squad of eight shooters through a stage every 30 minutes and so you expect it to be sort of fast paced um, you won't get a lot of downtime in this match to to stand around and chat you know you're pretty much uh, you get there and it's all you do is show up, you know, walk your stage and shoot and have fun. Uh, right. You don't have to pace. You don't have to reset. You don't have to score. You don't have to run a timer. You just shoot and have a good time. Um, so it is going to go quick. That's something you should, you should know going into it. If you haven't shot it before, um, for those who have shot it before, it'll be very similar to last year in terms of how we operate. Uh, it, it will be, you know, real high speed and uh, one dynamic stage after another. We still haven't completely finalized the number of stages yet. It's either going to be 10 or 11. Um, we, I'm, I'm going back and forth between putting two speed shoots onto a single bay. It'll be 10, 10 squads per, per grouping, but um, there may be two speed shoots or maybe one, one longer field course. I haven't really decided yet. I've, got, I've actually got stage designs sitting here right next to me, so I'm still working that through and figuring out what I'm going to send to Troy later tonight. 11. 
I say 11. Yeah, 11. <laughs> Let's go 11. It probably will be. Um, actually, Drew Coleman from uh, down in Alabama designed two stages for me that uh, two real quick speed shoots that I think will, people will like. So those those may get dropped into the match. Nice. So, so now with everything running the way you think it's going to run, mm-hmm. the shooters are already planning for a great match. What else is there going to be far as surprises? Because last year I got surprised by one, the prize table, by two, the people who showed up to shoot. So any other surprises that, that are um, going to come out? <laughs> no, probably nothing uh, Nothing over the top, we'll say. Um, you know, we'll still have good food there. We had a great food truck last year. The food was awesome. Correct. Um, we are moving some stuff around a little bit. Uh, registration is now going to be down where parking was last year so that everybody can just roll right in, register, and then we'll shuttle everybody up on golf carts up to where they're shooting. So uh, we try to make it a little bit of a luxury match, so to speak. Right. You know, we want them to – we want everybody to just show up and, and have fun and not have to focus on anything other than their shooting. Because um, I don't know about you. When I'm – you know, when I go to shoot a level two or, or certainly nationals, I really just want to be focused on my shooting. I want to be in the zone, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything really interesting. Now, I do have a couple new bays under construction, um, two of which are really big. Um, I will uh, I will tell you right now, at least, I don't have any plans for 50-yard steel. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Uh, you know, I think I still have the scars from people throwing things at me over my 40 yard mini poppers last year. <laughs> well, I would say do it again because that brings out the real challenge in people. Yeah. And one of the stages, what was that? 25 yards from the furthest point was that Bay four. I think it was uh, stage four yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and that one right there, you can actually see who actually practiced distance or who had their equipment sighted in. Oh, yeah. No, that one bay we've got is uh, – the bay itself is actually 75 yards. I could conceivably – in fact, I think we did that in a local one time. I think I put I, – I know I put like three full-size poppers at 75 yards. Oh, wow. Just, just just to make the pistol shooters, you know, work for it. The PCC guys were all, you know, cheering. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but yeah, you can definitely separate the, uh, you know, the men from the boys, so to speak, out there with, with yeah. some mini poppers at 50 yards. Yeah, I got to do it again. Do it again. Make yeah, it fun. Got, you know, you didn't see the three new bays that are under construction, but um, but one of those bays is probably 40 yards deep. Nice. Uh, so, and that one's, that is a big bay. The thing is, uh, it, it's probably 40 by 40. So we're going to be in, in the future, at least there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some sprinting done on that, that bay. I can see that coming already. So, uh, you know, wow. if you're not working out on the treadmill, now might be the time to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, as long as it's fun, I'm there, but well, I might need a wheelchair because I can't <laughs> run like I used to. <laughs> Well, I tell you, after uh, after last year setting that that thing up and shooting it, by the time it was done, I, my knees were about smoked. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm getting old for this stuff, man. <laughs> hey, as long as you're having fun with it, age is just a figment of your imagination. Yeah, it was, it was, that, that week took a lot of ibuprofen for me to get through. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, right there. Uh, um, 
Now, do you have any um, celebrity shooters coming through? Um, well, we know Ben Stager is going to be there. Uh, he's already mm-hmm. signed up. Um, haven't heard from the AMU guys to see if they're going to come back yet. So that's a possibility. We need to uh, – I got to reach out to them. Um, I've been talking to Chris Tilly. He's not signed up yet, but I'm pretty sure he's going to. Uh, he was working on, hopefully we were actually talking to bull armory about possibly coming on as a sponsor. So, um, that could very well happen. Um, trying to think of who else, those are the big names at the moment. Um, but it's definitely all the heat, uh, locally. I mean, everybody in the, you know, all the major players in the Carolinas, um, actually, you know what, let me pull it up. I'm kind of curious now. I, I haven't looked in a while as we're, we're sitting here. I'm gonna pull this up on my phone. I want to see how many GMs are shooting the match. Um, well, I, know. I had not looked at that, and I can see that in on the match dashboard here in just a second. Yeah. Now, I, I can't honestly say this portion also, that I do appreciate the fact that it your match concentrates on the shooters focusing on the match versus as other duties when it comes to shooting. And out of all the level two matches that I've been to, there was only – two other matches that did the same thing yeah well that's you know that's kind of the way i like it to roll i just you know i try to as much as possible in in my head try to design for the shooters that's you know and i know that every match director says that but um you know I, i want it to be fun and interesting and challenging that's the thing you know um I, you know, I'm not going to trash other people's matches, but I have shot a couple of level twos where I was just like, really? I drove eight hours for this. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't ever very frustrating. Right. I don't want guys to drive here from Virginia or Florida or Tennessee and go back home going, eh, I should have just stayed home this weekend. You know, no, I, I want them driving back and telling their friends about it and saying, hey, you got to go next year. So looking at it, I got, looks like 13 GMs already signed up. I got, uh, Two limited, four open, a production, a single stack, a carry optics, and three PCC GMs. Then 26, 35, no, uh, let's make that 43 master level shooters. Wow. So it gives you a sense of, uh, you know, the level of talent that's going to be at this thing. Um, Currently a total of 314 registered. So... Um, we sold out all, but I think one or two slots on Friday night and about 15 slots, uh, Friday morning to, to shoot with the staff. Um, and then I've got some slots on Thursday if anybody wanted to shoot that as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I was, even I was shocked how fast it sold out that, you know, the Saturday sold out, I think, uh, first 48 hours, nice. and it, was, it was quick. Mm. So, yeah, you can't complain about that one. So if nope. the good people want to, um, contact you or either way ask questions figure out if, what they got to do to get there how can they reach out to you easiest way is to just hit us at uh you can hit our website low country uspsa um or uh you know, low country uspsa at gmail is our, is our email address and either myself or one of the other guys that on the team will get back to you there's actually you know and, and just full Full disclosure here, Michael, I do most of, you know, most of the match director stuff, but honestly, I'm by far not even close to the only guy behind all of this. Um, We literally built this whole operation as a team of people. 
Um, and that's one of the reasons we're able to put on such a great match is it's not one person doing it. It's like eight of us doing it. Um, you know, I, I've got, you know, just, I got, uh, Dan knock, I've got Tim regret, um, Tony and Aaron sellers, uh, kind of came along the last year or two. And those guys have been a huge help. Um, Nero Pereno does all of our stage designs. Eddie Vic Tan is, uh, sort of our, uh, he comes along and keeps us all laughing. He's, he's the comedian on the group. Uh, Marlon Fry. Um, and honestly, one of the people that helps us the most is Jenny Cook, even though she's not actually part of the, uh, the full group. Uh, she, she does a lot of the web design. She did our logo for us. Um, she did our shirt designs this year. So, um, you know, shout out to Jenny. Without her, we, you know, we put it this way. It makes my life a whole lot easier. So uh, without those folks, I, man, this, this thing just wouldn't be happening. So it's, uh, it's fun. And then of course, the, you know, the good folks at Low Country Preserve that let us put this thing on. It's a cool facility and, uh, you know, they work with us and help us out with stuff and uh, supply us with a lot of our equipment and things like that. So uh, without those folks, wouldn't be happening. Well, like I said, it sounds like you got a good staff there and pretty much everybody who I know, but I do got to say, I got to give two thumbs up to Jenny because she be putting in that overtime and she be making it happen. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was, uh, she was, she was actually supposed to shoot the match with us yesterday. Couldn't make it because she was busy putting the final touches on Ben Stager's new book. She's, uh, she's his editor. So, right. uh, she was working on that and, uh, you know, putting the, putting the final touches to that. Which I think it comes out in about three weeks. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out for that. Nice. Nice. So once again, how can the good people out there in Podcastville get in touch with you and figure out what they're going to do with Battle at the Beach? LowCountryUSPSA at Gmail or LowCountryUSPSA. Uh, if you just Google that, it'll pop up our website. It's got all the information on there. It's got everything you need, you know, the practice score link to go register. It's got lodging links for when you're coming. We got, by the way, we do have um, we do have a block of condos for anybody coming out to shoot the match. Make sure you get the. Uh, yourself a little bit of beachfront condo time while you're here mm -hmm. that's the other thing is we want this to be not just a shooting match but we want people to bring their families to this thing and uh you know go have a beach week weekend out of it you know how often do we go to these matches that they're in, they're in the middle of nowhere our families don't even want to go with us here we are we're you know we're we've got beachfront condos for you to stay at and have a good time at night and stuff so uh you know good reason to bring the family along and let them enjoy some of what we do too yeah, that's it right there. So I want to thank you for coming on to the um, podcast. And if there's anything else I can do for you, please do not hesitate to ask. And Mike, thanks a bunch. I appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to shooting with you again this year. It should be fun, man. Hey, that it will be. <laughs> that it will be. So once again, Mike Fritz, the match director for Battle at the Beach that's taking place in Tabor City, North Carolina, 23 through 25 April. Thanks again, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactics. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. 
If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.